welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. So I had a whole other podcast episode planned out for this week. And then I got woken up at 2am by my own brain. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I need to talk about this. I want to talk about this. And it is very early in the morning here. The sun has not gotten up. I have moved my podcast setup into a totally other room. And I am currently sitting on the dog bed, which I'm not going to lie. I do find slightly reminiscent of my university days, <laughs> my first apartment in Vancouver when I had a very like real job because I slept on a futon and I used to live to tell you guys, one of my apartments in Vancouver was magnificent and it was more money than I probably should have spent on my rent, but I made it work. I didn't eat out <laughs> as much as I wanted to. Uh, my friend Carla and I used to go to all the free events and had so much fun. But I lived in this studio apartment where the apartment itself was tiny. It was literally a room with the kitchen, and then it had a second closet, which you know, was big enough that you could walk into and I could keep all of my stuff in and then I had the bathroom. But the reason it was magnificent is because it had this epically massive balcony. So it was on the second floor. It was right above like the lobby slash like mail room. So it was this like massive balcony, which at the time, if I'd thought about wasn't even necessarily a great idea because you're in Vancouver, so it's raining half the time. But on the days that it was sunny, it was just this like magnificent getaway. Anyway, that's every time I think of a futon, I think of that apartment and how much I loved it. It was so awesome. So, so awesome. Alas, here we are early in the morning recording a podcast episode and the little voice in my head that little voice that we all have, and I think it's so cool that we can say that as human beings, like, you know that little voice in your head? Like, the fact that we can talk about that is just so magnificent. But the little voice in my head popped in and it said, Kathleen, you're stuck in the all or nothing thought pattern again. And I was like, what? (laughs) What are you even talking about? And I literally woke up and I was like, I wonder... I wonder what my brain is referring to. Like, what is the thing where I'm going all or nothing? And before I jump into that, I wanted to just provide a little bit of context because you've probably heard the term black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking, where we tend to look at a situation 
and we look at a scenario and it's very easy and super normal for us to assume or to jump to the conclusion that it's either this or it's that. It's either I can only go down this path or I can go down that path and there are no other choices. As if the answer to the question, it's like we have a multiple choice question except that there's only two answers. <laughs> it can only ever be A or B. And if it's not A and I try B, then the only obvious answer is that this path mustn't be for me. And I have thought that, I have seen that thought pattern so often in my own brain. And if you are a perfectionist, if you relate to being a perfectionist, then you will be very familiar with this thought pattern. This idea that if I try something and I'm not naturally good at it the first time out, then this mustn't be for me. And it's kind of like, well, I invested all of this time and energy in getting my website sorted and I'm posting to Instagram every single day and I've got my Google ads up and running and it's been 48 hours and it's not working. This path mustn't be for me. And when we give in to the idea that there is only one or two options, we're essentially saying that the only path is either failure or success. I often think of like in the Wizard of Oz, right? If they're going down the yellow brick road, it's like, well, clearly the one path is success and the other path is failure. There's no other path in between. <laughs> like I'm not allowed to deviate from the yellow brick road. I'm not allowed to actually go through the field of poppies. I mustn't be able to like create my own path. This mustn't be for me. The first thing that I have to remind myself of when I find myself in the all or nothing thought pattern is that it's completely normal. I truly thought for years that there was something wrong with me. I was like, why is it that every other floral designer out there, every other business owner, every other entrepreneur makes this look so easy? Like clearly Kathleen, there's something wrong with you. You must be broken. Until I started to learn more about like neuroplasticity, the human brain and actual like brain pathways and how the human brain is programmed to operate. So your primitive brain is programmed for efficiency, to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. When it comes to building a business, when it comes to making money as a floral designer, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, maximizing efficiency is the natural programming of your human brain. So when we think about the idea of efficiency, that's where your brain's natural shortcuts or the judgments come into play. So this idea of our brain has so many heuristics, so many shortcuts, so many judgments, because it's all about maintaining efficiency. Because thinking creatively, thinking outside the box takes effort, it takes energy, it literally takes calories for your brain to do that. So when left to its own devices, 
it doesn't want to. <laughs> it doesn't want to come up with 25 other solutions. It doesn't want to think about three other scenarios. It doesn't want to come up with the other 5,962 ways that you could solve the problem in front of you. The first thing to remember is that it's completely normal. It's completely normal for us to think that there are only two paths forward, that there is a smooth sailing path to success or failure. That's it. Those are the only two ways that we can travel. When in actual fact, if you think about, if you pause, if you philosophically meditate on the problem, you will begin to recognize that there are at least another 10, 20, 30, probably 100 different ways that you could circumnavigate to find your own solution. And this is where you get to use your creativity. Instead of thinking or always agreeing with your brain that there's only an A or a B, that there's only success and failure, because you are creative, because you have the ability to think creatively, if you can pause, if you can interrupt, if you can think, okay, here's the goal. The goal is to build a successful and thriving business, to be able to create the work that you want to create, to be able to work with the clients who appreciate the value that you bring, to be able to use the ingredients that you want to use, to be able to include the number of stems that you want to include in your designs, to be able to really be the creative director and visionary in your business. That is the goal. How you get there is 100% up to you you are going to run into at least a thousand roadblocks at least. And at every single one of those roadblocks, you get to come back and use your creativity in terms of how you want to solve the problem. And it's so normal for you and I to fall into a heap on the floor because it's so much easier for us to not move forward, for us to not take action and for us to not keep going because that takes effort and it takes energy and it requires your brain to think creatively. And we don't want to pause. We don't want to stop. We don't want to sit and grab a pen and a piece of paper and go, okay, what's the problem that needs to be solved? Let's come up with 10 different ways that it could be solved and let's pick one. So if you're posting to Instagram, right, this idea that if I'm not posting every day, multiple times a day, creating sexy reels and coming up with the most compelling content that isn't growing my account, I mustn't be doing it right. I must suck. This dream must not be for me. Or even looking at your to-do list and the idea that our to-do list, because we are entrepreneurs, our to-do list is always going to be bigger than the amount of time that we have on the calendar. <laughs> if you're sleeping for any amount of time in the day, you're never going to have the same amount of time that all of your ideas require. Well, I must be able to find a way to be more productive, to put more stuff into my calendar. Maybe I'll sleep less. I'll sacrifice my relationships. I'll sacrifice my health. And then maybe one day I'll have more time. Trust me, I tried that. <laughs> tried that approach. Oftentimes I come back to that approach because I'm convinced that it'll still work. It doesn't. 
Still haven't, still haven't figured that one out, but we'll record a podcast about that in the future. But your to-do list, right? The idea of, I must be able to cram all of this stuff into a day, otherwise I'm a failure. I've encountered this too with like team and hiring. <laughs> like if you train somebody and you invest the time and energy in training somebody and then they make a mistake, they make a bad judgment call, they use some product that was set aside for another design, like they do totally normal human things in the run of a day. Oh, well, you know, they messed up once. I must have to fire them. <laughs> I must have to just be able to do it all myself, right? That old saying, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. High five to all my control freaks out there, right? That idea of like, oh, well, if they mess up once, they're out. Or I was even thinking about this the other day, right? I need to take the time and I need to reorganize my studio. I need to set up my new inventory management system. I need to just rethink this whole thing. I need to just clear my schedule so that I have an abundance of time to make it happen. Not, (laughs) okay, what are the steps required to reorganize the studio? What are the steps I need to go through? What if instead of putting off that project till some time where I feel like I have, in quotes, enough time, which will never happen, what if I just broke it down into smaller steps? What if I took 10 minutes today and I just wrote down the things that are on my mind and the steps involved in making it happen, and then I could just start methodically chunking it out and doing one step at a time. What if I just went in there today for 10 minutes and I just tidied up? I took out the compost, I swept the floor, I dusted all the things that needed to be dusted, I cleaned up the stuff that's just been piling up in the corner and I just took 10 minutes just to get started. I often think it's so easy for us to get into the all or nothing thinking because it's so much easier for us to stay safe, play small, and just stick within our little corner. And remembering that there is nothing wrong with you. You are not broken because your brain goes to all or nothing thinking. It's the totally normal human experience. It's how your brain is programmed to operate. But this is where we get to remember that our creativity is our superpower. And I know it's so easy for us as floral designers to think that our creativity is limited to when the flowers are in our hands. But we get to use our creativity at every single one of those roadblocks that we run into. Something happens on our website. We wake up the next day and something not isn't working with our Google ads. We've fallen out of habit of posting to Instagram and it's been two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And it's so easy and in fact comfortable for us to tell ourselves, oh, well, I'm not going to worry about getting back on the bandwagon. Maybe I'll jump back on tomorrow. But I love this idea of thinking, okay, here's the lay of the land. It's been 21 days since I posted to Instagram. What if I just jumped on and posted something today? What if this is just about getting back into the habit? What if this is just about taking the next first step? Why do I feel like I have to be able to map it all out perfectly before I actually do anything? 
And it's such a like sneaky, smart way that our brain is programmed because of course, if we go to all or nothing thinking, if it's not working the way that we want it to, of course, we're not going to take any more action. We're not going to step outside of our comfort zones. We're not going to risk life or death philosophically. (laughs) We're not going to move any closer to our goal. So of course, when we're in all or nothing thinking, it's either everything, sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops, or I'm going to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix or scroll TikTok or eat salt and vinegar chips, like whatever it is that we do to kind of comfort ourselves. It's so normal. But I love this idea of thinking, okay, in the concept of black and white thinking or in the concept of all or nothing thinking, you and I know that there are thousands, there are thousands of colors whether you want to think about like the Crayola coloring pack that you had as a kid, my Crayola crayons, when I was a kid, let me tell you, one Christmas, I got the 164 pack of crayons. And that moment between my Fisher Price, like cash register, (laughs) my Crayola crayons, and my ballet bar, I mean, let's talk about like how predictable Kathleen is if we look at some of my favorite toys as a kid, but Fisher Price, cash register, 164 pack of Crayola crayons. It even had like a gold, like silver shimmer in it. Let me tell you, in the 80s, <laughs> my friends, this is like before shit got really cool, but it was so cool, so cool. I remember looking at it and I remember just going like, this is incredible. I have access to 164 colors. And even now, right, with the world of graphic design and digital and hex color codes and all of it is like my brain just explodes at the possibility of how many different colors there are available to us. So whether you have a color wheel, whether you're into painting, whether you have a pack of 164 crayons, I would like to know where I can get one, please. (laughs) But even just like looking at pencil crayons, like go to the dollar store and look at whatever draws your eye in. You might even be into like sewing. Heck, I mean, just go to the ribbon section at your wholesaler. (laughs) Let's all just spend a moment appreciating the colors available to us when it comes to double-sided satin ribbon, please. (laughs) Can we take them all? Because it's incredible to think just even between the pure white and the black. How many different colors there are in the ribbon section at the wholesalers. If you actually stood there and counted how many different shades of ribbon there are, that's your challenge in terms of how many different ways you could solve the problem at hand. So whatever the challenge is that you're coming up against, and I do find this the most helpful to go old school, grab a pen and a piece of paper, is to literally write down what is the challenge. Is the challenge I need to get more customers? I need to increase my average transaction value. I need to increase the quality of my client inquiries. I want to sell 10 floral subscriptions. I'd like to book my first four funeral designs. I want to book a $20,000 wedding. I want to launch wedding packages. I want to expand my services into calligraphy. 
like whatever the mission and the goal is. The more specific you can be, the better. Write that at the top of a piece of paper. So for example, you might write, I want to get 10 wedding packages sold for 2023-2024. That is the goal. Now I want you to write down at least 10, but probably more like 20 ideas that come to mind for you to make that happen. And it's so helpful to remember that this is the work a creative gets to do. This is how we get to use our creativity in every single aspect of our business, because it doesn't have to just be limited to what's happening behind the workbench. You can pour your creativity into your Instagram account. You could pour your creativity into your website. You could pour your creativity into creating your next online catalog. You can pour your creativity into coming up with marketing ideas to launch that workshop. You can pour your creativity into the variations and combinations of your Christmas wreath offering. We get to use our creativity in so many different ways in our business and so helpful to remember to get yourself out of all or nothing thinking. Get yourself out of just simply thinking that it's black or white and remember that there are so many different colors under the sun and the next time that you are standing at the ribbon section at the wholesaler, count the number of colors available to you and then make it your mission that every single time you run into a roadblock, every single time you feel frustrated, every single time something's not working the way that you want it to work, that's how many different ideas and options you get to come up with. So if you count 24 different colors of ribbon at your wholesaler, that becomes your assignment. You get to come up with 24 different ways that you could solve one problem. And the most important thing to remember is that your brain is programmed for all or nothing thinking. It's a way that keeps us safe. It's a way that keeps us in our cave. But because you're a creative, you have the capacity to think outside the box. You know that there's so many more colors under the sun than black and white. But you get to pause, take a deep breath, grab a pen and a piece of paper and write down what is the problem that I am encountering right now and what are all the different ways that I can solve it. And you pick one and you remind yourself it's okay if it doesn't work the first time out because you still have another 23 ideas listed on your piece of paper. My friends, we get to use our creativity in so many different creative ways in our business, but it requires pausing, thinking differently, getting out of your own way, and really starting to recognize that your creativity is your superpower. And don't just limit your creativity to when you've got flowers in your hands, but really embody being a creative and being a creative entrepreneur and enjoy the journey. I know it's frustrating. (laughs) Trust me, I am so familiar with feeling frustrated, but that is the journey. And knowing that you've got creativity, knowing that you get to use creativity in so many different ways in your business is how you make progress. If you're in the car doing flower deliveries on the way to the wholesaler, on the way home from the wholesaler, be safe. Drink your water, eat your vegetables, get some sleep. And my friends, I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.